What's up? Welcome back to the How to Vegan podcast. My name's Kristen, and thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm really glad that you are listening. I hope you're having a good day, good morning, good night, whatever time it is that you're listening right now. Today's episode is going to be a beginner's guide to going vegan. So it's going to be all about tips for transitioning to veganism. And even if you've been vegan for a hot minute, I have a feeling you're going to find this episode helpful and at the very least inspirational. And you'll have some tips to pass on to new vegan friends or family or aspiring vegans that you may know or anything like that. This is going to be really helpful for you to kind of have a guide to share with others as you spread that ripple effect of veganism in your own life. And if you're brand new to veganism, you maybe you just started in January for Veganuary, or maybe you've been vegan for a little bit and you're still kind of struggling with the transition, this episode was made for you. Thank you so much for today's sponsor, Osea Malibu. They are the original plant-based results-driven skincare line. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a little bit, then you'll know how much I adore Osea's products. So continue listening. I will chat more about them in a little bit. And I have a little discount code that they gave me just for you guys. So stay tuned for that for sure. Someone recently left a review on Apple Podcasts, I believe, then they might have deleted it because I haven't seen it, but it was there for a minute, saying that they loved the podcast, but they didn't like how long it takes to get to the information. And I totally understand that. I totally know that it can take me a little bit sometimes. I just have so much information ahead of time that I like to share with people who are brand new to the podcast. But I'm going to try something a little different and leave some of that kind of like housekeeping stuff till the end. So just make sure that you're listening all the way through to the end of the episode. I always talk about the upcoming episodes, the next two episodes to be on the lookout for. And I'll just be chatting about more stuff in the outro and trying to keep the intro a little bit more simple so that you guys don't have to sit here and listen to me talk about the same stuff over and over again if you've listened to the podcast for a while. So I'm going to try kind of switching things up a little bit to see how it goes. There are a few things that I did want to talk about real quick before I dive into the information of this episode. The first being that this is the time of year where the podcast gets a little bit inconsistent sometimes. I My seasonal work with Tree Fort Music Fest starts now and it's January, February, March, and it is intense. It's lots of hours. And essentially, for those of you that don't know, I do artist hospitality stuff for them, basically making sure that the green rooms are stocked with food for the artists, drink for the artists, the artist lounge is all set up backstage, all of that stuff. So it takes up a lot of my time and it's hard for me to stay super consistent with the podcast. So the podcast isn't going anywhere. If it's a little bit inconsistent, then that's just how it is. I will be back. I'm continuing to do research for all of the episodes. So like last year, I think I released one podcast in February and none in March. And that's just the the festivals in like the third weekend of March. It's a five-day festival. So there's just there's just a lot to do. So if that happens again this year, that's what's going on. I also wanted to mention, and this is the first place I'm mentioning this on social media. So I wanted to share it with you guys first because I love you guys a lot and you're just something special to me. My podcast listeners are just like my people. Anyway, I'm pregnant. (laughs) 
I've been waiting to kind of share that. Um, I don't know if I will make like a big announcement post or anything like that. I'm going to start making some videos on my YouTube channel, like what I eat in a day while pregnant and talking about my experience as a vegan pregnant woman and all of that stuff. So, but yes, I'm pregnant. I'm like almost 13 weeks along and I'm really excited. We're so excited. It was planned. It was intentional. And yeah, so I am feeling more tired. I've been feeling, oh, the last three months were not the best. I didn't feel very good at all. I wasn't like actually sick, like throwing up sick, but I was super nauseous, had a headache, tired, essentially just felt like I was hungover every single day for three months which when you're not drinking and excited, like, oh, I'm not drinking, I'm going to feel so much better. I'm not going to wake up hungover. And then you wake up every day feeling hungover. It wasn't the best. I didn't like it at all. It wasn't fun, but I'm starting to feel better. I definitely still feel tired. And I'm really wanting to focus on educating myself about the birth experience, about being a mother and reading lots of books and watching lots of vlogs and videos and just immersing myself in that. And that's really one of my top priorities right now. So that's another reason why the podcast might not be super consistent, not only in the next few months, but possibly even this year, because I'm due in July and I have a feeling that once the baby comes Earthside, I am not going to be super consistent with podcasts. We will see, but this year is just really focused on that for me. That's kind of my sole intention. So not only is my seasonal work with Tree Fort Music Fest really ramping up right now, I'm also pregnant and need to really focus on taking care of myself and nurturing that part of my life. So a little life update for you guys. The podcast is not going anywhere though. This is my favorite thing I do in the world. I love it so much. And I just wanted to let you guys know that 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 might be going on here and there and that I'm always available to chat on Instagram. I'll still be probably posting on there. I will be hopefully sharing some videos on YouTube and all of that. So yeah. To the person who said that my intros are really long, now this one's really long because of the little update, but that's just how it goes. Sometimes the the intros are a little bit longer because I have stuff to chat about. And the last thing that I wanted to mention before I dive into the episode is that I have a e-cookbook, an e-book on my website, kristenpound.com. It's a $5 healthy vegan starter kit. It includes two weeks of meal plans, more than 20 healthy, delicious, and affordable vegan recipes with grocery lists to go with those recipes and those meal plans and more. It's only $5. If you're interested, go to kristenpound.com, click on vegan starter kit. You can order it. It gets sent to your email. You have 24 hours to download it and then you have it permanently. And it's just a great resource for brand new vegans looking for some simple recipes, my favorite recipes. They taste really good. People love them. So if you're interested in that, go check that out. It's only $5 and I have a feeling you'll really enjoy it. Okay. And for everything else that I normally mention in the intro, I'm going to move that to the outro. So please make sure to listen to the very end. And yeah, let's just get into today's topic, a beginner's guide to going vegan. So as you may know, more people than ever are going vegan. Like it is... It is becoming this huge mainstream thing and it's amazing. So whether people are going vegan for the animals, the environment, your health, there are so many reasons to turn to this lifestyle. It really can make an impact in so many ways. And all of those avenues are bringing so many people into this world. And it's beautiful to witness. It's so amazing to see. I have a Facebook group called How to Vegan, and it has just been growing so quickly over the last 
few months, like at a rapid pace, thousands of people per month are joining and they're excited about it. And it just is so nice to know that there are so many people that are turning to this lifestyle and interested in making the switch. But going vegan can be a really overwhelming process. Even just the idea of it scares a lot of people off from even trying it out. And it totally makes sense. Like, I get it. Anytime you decide to make a major change in your life, some form of resistance pops up. That is just how life works. And it makes sense that especially something so big as what you're eating, it's so ingrained in our life. It's part of our culture. It's part of our everyday life. It's part of our social life everything. It makes sense that when you're changing something as big as that, that there's going to be a lot of resistance, just as much resistance as positive feelings can come about for a lot of people, if not more. But I promise you can get past that fear. You can get past that worry and you can start to live a life that is truly aligned with your beliefs. I've been vegan for over eight years and this beginner's guide to going vegan that I've put together for you is going to be super helpful. I know this because I've lived through all of this stuff and that's why this episode is so meaningful to me. I I truly wish I would have had something like this, something this comprehensive for me when I first went vegan. There were resources out there, but there wasn't somebody just sitting down talking about things in a real way and helping me kind of know what to expect and how to navigate through some of these issues and some of these things that might pop up. So I'm going to give you all of my best tips and all of my best tricks for making the switch to a vegan lifestyle so much easier than it typically would be. And this isn't going to be, you know, walking you through how to get the nutrients you need and what you should be eating on the reg and the supplements you need to take in full detail. Like I have episodes, I'm going to touch on that stuff possibly briefly, but I have episodes really catered to those individual things. This is just going to be kind of like tips for transitioning. So if you're wanting to go vegan, if you're a brand new vegan, ways to kind of make it easier on yourself. Things that you want to know before you decide to fully switch over or things that you want to know if you're making the transition. And even if you're not ready to go fully vegan, 100% vegan in every sense of the word, this episode will still be helpful for you because incorporating more plant-based foods into your diet is always going to be a good idea no matter what. And I did want to mention that I am not a healthcare professional. I'm not a dietitian. I'm not a nutritionist. I am a certified health coach. So keep all of that in mind that this is just coming from my experience and my journey, essentially. This is just kind of the information that I've gathered over time that I think would be really, really helpful for new vegans. And don't forget that before starting any new diet or any new lifestyle, it might be beneficial to check with your doctor or your physician first, especially if you're immune compromised, if you're pregnant or you're feeding young children, or if you have a specific medical condition, you might want to chat with your doctor first just to cover your bases and make sure that you're all set and good to go. Alrighty, so the first thing that I really, really recommend doing if you are going to be transitioning to a vegan lifestyle is to educate yourself. I cannot make this more clear. This is so huge. This is so important. I say this in a lot of my episodes. Do your own homework do your own research, watch documentaries. The last episode that I created on this podcast was my top 10 vegan documentaries. Go listen to that episode, go through those, watch those, really submerse yourself into knowing as much about this lifestyle and this way of living and this way of eating as possible. There are so many YouTube videos out there. Like if you guys have not gotten into YouTube, it is like 
I've been like super into YouTube for years. So, but there are so many like vegan, what I eat in a day videos, vegan grocery hauls, vegan recipes. YouTube is like the best place to find the greatest free information. And that is where I find a lot of my inspiration. I'll just, you know, lately I've just been typing in what I eat in a day, vegan pregnancy, and just kind of gathering inspiration that way. You can find what I eat in a day on a budget, what I eat in a day as a lazy vegan, what I eat in a day as a new vegan. There are so many things out there. And then you can find channels that you're into. You can subscribe to them and get their recipe. It's just, YouTube is great. If you haven't used YouTube yet as a resource, you don't even have to have an account. You can just go watch videos, but I highly recommend getting an account. You just need like an email address. It's completely free. And then you can subscribe and follow people and kind of gather channels that you really enjoy and it'll suggest other videos and you can find new people that way. And if you do have YouTube or if you go make an account, definitely make sure to follow me. Just Kristen Pound is my YouTube channel name. And I've got recipe videos, lifestyle videos, what I eat in a days, all of that stuff. So use YouTube. It is such a good resource. It's completely free. So awesome. I would also recommend joining some Facebook groups. Like I mentioned before, my How to Vegan Facebook group is a great way to engage with other like-minded people and to ask questions. There's no silly question in the group. You can essentially ask, you know, whatever you'd like as long as it doesn't break any of the group rules. And you have 86,000 plus people to help answer your questions for you. So How to Vegan Facebook group is a great resource for educating yourself I would recommend reading books, go to the library, find, check, you know, check out the vegan section, check out a bunch of cookbooks, read through those, any other books that sound appealing to you as far as veganism or lifestyle changes go, blogs, articles, there's so much out there. There's so much free stuff out there. I would, educating yourself is huge. So just learn as much as possible. Learn what happens in factory farms. Learn how specific foods affect your body. Learn how what you're eating affects the environment and all of that stuff. Just educate yourself, number one. The next thing I would recommend is to transition at a pace that works for you. How quickly or how slowly you transition is a choice you should make based on your goals, your circumstances, your life. Every single human is different. Every single human body is completely different and you need to transition at a pace that works for you. Don't worry about what other people think or say or how they make you feel. This is all about making it work for you because if you don't make it work for you, it's not going to last. It's not going to be a long-term thing. So just take it one day at a time. And that's, that is just my number one recommendation as far as transitioning is take it one day at a time. You can also create a solid plan of action or don't. So if you're the kind of person that's like, I need to have a plan of action. I need to make sure that maybe I have it written down in my planner that Monday through Friday are the days where I'm 100% vegan and on the weekends, I kind of let myself do what feels good for now. Or maybe you're doing one vegan meal a day or one vegan meal a week. It really depends on where you are in your life and how accessible you can make this for yourself. Because maybe you're a teenager living at home with your parents and they buy the groceries and they kind of have a say in what you're eating and they maybe don't fully support this idea yet or maybe you haven't even told them yet and maybe they aren't just going to buy you all the groceries you need to eat separately. So maybe this is how it works for you is one vegan meal a week or two vegan, whatever it is, make it work for you and don't worry 
about what everybody else is doing. I know there are some people that just go completely vegan, like just make the decision and go vegan. That's the kind of person that I am. So as soon as I watched some of those documentaries that I mentioned in my last episode, I just went vegan right away. I have access to the food that I need and my husband went vegan the exact same day that I did. So I had a lot of support. I had a lot of resources to make it happen for me. And that's just, again, the kind of person I am. But a lot of people take time to transition and don't worry about what that looks like for other people. Just do what works for you. Oh, another thing I wanted to say about that was making non-food switches. So a lot of people go vegan and then they, you know, they overhaul their diet completely and they're eating no animal products whatsoever, but they still have questions about, oh my God, I still have leather shoes or have this wool pea coat that I really love or silk pillowcases or pearls that I like to wear, whatever it is. And they feel stressed about this. I have a lot of people that ask that in my group. What do you guys do about this? And I do want to make a specific episode about that in the future because I have a lot to say about that. I'm not going to say it right now because I could go on forever about it. But yeah, make, I would just say make non-food switches as they feel good for you. Just, I, you know, personally, I had a pair of leather shoes for a while that I kind of wore until they wore out and I wasn't buying anything new at all by any means. So that's what felt good for me. I know some people decide to go vegan and don't want any reminder of the lifestyle that they used to live or of the cruelty that happens in these industries. And so they get rid of everything that isn't vegan or that was made from an animal or whatever. And that's, that is what feels good for them. And I think respecting that is so important. Like we're all different and trying to create uniformity is not, is not a reality, let alone, it just feels kind of boring too, or it just feels, yeah, just non-realistic and it just feels icky to me. And I think that we should support other people's decisions as long as they are working towards living a more compassionate life. That I think is always a good goal that everybody should have, no matter how vegan you think you are. Living a more compassionate life every single day is a great goal. So make these non-food switches like clothes, shoes, personal care products, household cleaners, makeup, etc., as they feel good for you. The next thing I recommend is to keep your why in mind. So the bigger picture, why are you wanting to do this? Why is this important to you? Why were you introduced to veganism? Why were you drawn to veganism? This really helps you shift your focus away from what you're losing, which, you know, might be like not being able to eat cheese anymore, to what you are gaining. So things like better health, a better environmental footprint, having the peace of mind, knowing that you're not killing an animal in order for you to enjoy a few bites of a meal for such a short period of time. And it might even help you to write down your why, to write this down, to write it down every day, to keep it somewhere you can see, because this will help push you forward in times where you might be questioning why you're doing this. I've said before in a couple of episodes, for me, the hardest thing to give up, and like it is for most people because it is super addictive, is cheese. And that was one thing that I was really bummed about. It's like, ah, no more wine and cheese with my friends. Now we all know there is so many vegan cheese options. But eight years ago, there was not. It was not the best. But anytime that I felt 
like I was like, maybe I'll just have some or man, I really want some. I would just remember what my why was. And y'all know my why is the animals. I would picture some of that footage I had seen in documentaries of the factory farms, the dairy industry, baby calves, brand new baby calves being ripped away from their mothers and not being able to drink their mother's milk so that we can drink it so that humans can have it. And then these baby cows being shipped away, lots of them, the male cows being sent to the veal industry where they're killed as teeny little babies so people can enjoy their tender flesh and the little baby girl calves going through the same thing that their mothers went went through. And hearing the cries from the mothers and the babies when they're being ripped apart, especially now that I'm pregnant, I cannot imagine going through that. Like, getting teary-eyed again. I feel like I get teary-eyed in every episode, you guys. But no, it is like so heartbreaking to think that that happens every single day, millions of times so that people can enjoy cheese with their wine. And so that, and I get it. I trust me, I get it. It's delicious. But is it that delicious to where you're causing that much suffering to sentient beings, like it just is, that's my why is the animals. And anytime I'm like, oh, mate, you know, I, I don't do that anymore. But at first I totally did. And if you have been while well, you're transitioning, it makes sense that you kind of question, why am I doing this? Do I really need to be fully vegan? Like keep your why in mind, whatever it is, your health, the animals, the environment, all three, whatever it is, keep that in mind, write it down, take like an expo marker, write it on your mirror get it tattooed on your hand. Maybe don't do that. Well, maybe. Um, I don't know if you guys saw Moby's tattoo. If you follow him on Instagram, he is the biggest animal rights supporter ever. And he got huge tattoos down his arms that say animal rights. And it's pretty badass. Anyway, keep your why in mind. Keep the bigger picture in mind. Let that kind of fuel you as you start and embark on this journey. Another really helpful tip that I have for you guys is to take familiar recipes and meals that you love and make substitutions. Veganize that shit. You do not have to give up your favorite kinds of food. Like you can still eat what you love. There may be only a couple of things that I can think of that you just, there's no vegan option for it yet, like a steak. Like I just haven't seen like a true vegan, veganized version of that yet, which that's going to happen. I know it is. Everything is kind of coming about and there's vegan versions of most everything and you can have like a portobello mushroom steak. I mean, there's other options, but you really don't have to give up your favorite kinds of food or your favorite meals. Find a few recipes and blogs that you love. Pinterest is amazing. If you guys haven't utilized Pinterest yet, it is such a great place to just go to the search bar, type in what you're looking for. So say you're craving macaroni and cheese. Just go type in vegan mac and cheese and you will find thousands of recipes that pop up. You can search vegan ranch dressing, whatever it is that you're craving, vegan tacos, vegan burritos, vegan pancakes, breakfast scramble. I mean, there are so many things that you can veganize. So I would just take the familiar recipes that you're used to eating and just try to veganize them. So look at your menu throughout the week and then just make those recipes vegan. It's really doable. There's lots of substitutions out there that you can find in stores these days, mainstream stores as well. Not that they're the healthiest, but when you're transitioning, I think it's really important to nourish that side of yourself that really likes the food that you love and you're not just transitioning from burritos and pizza and hamburgers to salads and nourish bowls and smoothie bowls and all that stuff. I think it's important to kind of transition again at a pace that works for you in a way way that feels good for you. So 
Hot for Food blog, that is an amazing comfort food blog. Minimalist Baker, she has some amazing recipes. There's recipes for everything. Mayo, cream cheese, sour cream, all of the condiments, everything like that. You can have chicken Caesar salads. You can have ice cream. You can have everything that you used to enjoy or that you still currently are enjoying and you can just veganize it. Just find the vegan version of it. It might not be the exact same, but again, if you keep your why in mind, you're going to know that it's worth it because you're gaining more than you're giving up. And find vegan substitutions that you enjoy. There are so many out there. I think that might be one of my next upcoming episodes is going to be like vegan alternatives, like maybe my favorite or the best vegan alternatives because there are so many different kinds of like chicken tenders and burgers and mayos and all that stuff. So find ones that you like. Maybe you try something and you're like, this is gross. I don't like it. Never mind. I'm not doing this. Be patient. Find substitutions you like. Maybe you make a recipe for something you used to love, like a lasagna, and it's just not good. There are so many out there. Don't give up. Be patient. Keep your why in mind and just keep pushing on. But yeah, I asked people in my How to Vegan Facebook group, like their top tips for transitioning. And this was like the number one tip is just take your favorite meals and veganize them. My next tip for you is to prepare and stock your kitchen. So make sure that you have a well-stocked kitchen so that when you decide that you're ready to make this transition or whether you are currently making the transition, you have the things that you need at your fingertips. Some people get rid of all of their non-vegan foods completely and just restock with everything vegan. Some people kind of use their non-vegan foods up until they're till they're gone so they don't feel like they're being wasteful. Again, do whatever works for you. Just prepare, research, do your education, make some meal plans and stock your kitchen up. Learn to read food labels. This is also really important, another great way to prepare and know what to look for for things that are not vegan so that you can say, oh, this is not vegan and you can know right away that something is vegan or not, whether you want to consume it or not. If you're wanting to go vegan, just watch out for non-vegan ingredients. That's really important because that can be a bummer. It happens all the time. And if it happens to you, it's totally normal where you'll find like a vegan substitute, like a breakfast sausage or something like that. You bring it home and you like see once you've eaten a couple that there's actually eggs in them or something. So just learn to read ingredients lists and food labels and that'll be really, really helpful. But preparing and stocking your kitchen, making a grocery list can be so helpful that you so that you don't just start say day one of being vegan and you don't have anything except for what you used to eat in your house. That's not going to give you very much inspiration and it's not going to help very much at all. So preparing and stocking your kitchen is another really good tip that I have for you. Another recommendation that I have is to find community and support. This is so huge. We all know how much support and community and just that love from people around us really, really means. So like I mentioned, my How to Vegan Facebook group is a great online community for support. It's a really non-judgmental, loving, caring, kind, supportive place to ask questions, to share recipes, to ask for recipes, gather inspiration, all of that stuff. So if you don't have, you know, a bunch of friends that are vegan, which if you do, you're super lucky. I had none. When Casey and I first went vegan, we had no vegan friends. Maybe we had one. I mean, I think we had one vegan friend, but we weren't super close with them. It was like a vegan acquaintance. And now a lot of our friends are vegan, which is so awesome. But at first we didn't have any vegan friends. And so the online community like Instagram and Facebook was just so nice to connect with other like-minded people. So if you don't have any immediate or close vegan friends and family, find online forums and Facebook groups and find people on Instagram that you can connect with and 
That stuff is just really, really important. Make sure to ask for help if you need it. If you're struggling, you can reach out to me. You can ask in the How to Vegan Facebook group. You can call a friend. If you're, if you're really needing help, don't don't hesitate to ask for it. Don't just feel like this is all on you, that this is a burden, that you have to figure everything out yourself. There are places to find help and ask for it if you need it. You can find local restaurants in your area that are either 100% vegan restaurants, which are the best, or that like cater to vegans, have vegan options. And that's a really great way to connect with other vegans in your area is to frequent a vegan restaurant and maybe start up a conversation with someone sitting in there, someone who works there. Don't be shy unless you're shy like me and that would be hard to do. But if you're really looking for some support and other people to kind of connect with, finding local restaurants in your area that, I guess that's what local means in your area. Don't need to say that, but you know what I mean. It can be a really good way to connect with other like-minded vegans, just like, you know, online communities. But if you're looking for in-person support, that can be really, really awesome. You can look for meetup groups in your area. You can start a meetup group in your area, like a vegan meetup group, meet at specific restaurants that cater to vegans. You can do vegan potlucks. That stuff is really fun. There used to be a vegan meetup group in Boise and we would just go to restaurants and do potlucks and it was so nice. I met some really awesome people that way. And if you're worried about your social life, and dining out specifically, definitely check out my dining out as a vegan episode. I have some really, really good tips there for that kind of stuff. The next tip that I have for you is to experiment until you find a diet that feels good for you. And when I say diet, I just mean what you put into your mouth. I'm not saying like a diet to lose weight or to gain weight or anything like that. Diet just essentially means what you're eating. So experiment until you find a way of eating that feels good for you. A food journal can be really, really helpful in kind of knowing what makes you feel good and what doesn't make you feel so good. But ultimately, you just want to find a diet that encourages good health, that satisfies your hunger, and that gives you pleasure and that you really just enjoy eating. I really recommend listening to your intuition, learning from experience. I mean, there are so many ways of eating out there, especially in the vegan lifestyle, in the vegan community. There's, you know, high-carb, low-fat vegans. There's raw vegans. There's inter- vegans who intermittent fast. There are keto vegans. There are so many different ways of eating. I found that for me is just eating a really balanced diet, so pretty balanced protein, fat, carbs, you can track your intake using something like Chronometer or My Fitness Pal and kind of see what nutrients you're getting and all that stuff. But eating a really balanced diet is what makes me feel the best. But experiment until you find something that feels good for you. So say you are following some people on Instagram and they eat a specific way and you try it out and you don't feel very good. I would recommend not just giving up and being like, well, this isn't for me. I'm back to eating animals. There are so many different ways of eating and so many different ways to balance your food that you can experiment with and you can feel really good. I would just, just don't give up. I think that's a huge, a huge thing that a lot of people do is they, they start, start eating this way and they just don't feel good right away, which we'll talk about why in a minute, another reason that could be. And they just give up. And I just feel like it's so sad when that happens, especially if people want to be vegan for the animals or the environment, or they're, you know, trying to cure some sort of chronic illness or just be healthier in general. And they just, they just stop. And I think that not enough people give themselves time to experiment with finding a way of eating that feels best for them. So that's another huge tip that I have for you. My next recommendation is to focus on adding to your diet, 
not taking away from it. So this this lifestyle, this this new change, this new way of eating to a lot of people can feel really restrictive and they focus on the things that they can't have. I can't have cheese. I can't have chicken. I can't have eggs. And it just feels like this negative, there's this negative connotation with it. But instead, try to focus on the things that you can add to your diet. There are thousands of plants out there that I bet if you're brand new vegan, or even if you've been vegan for a while, that you've never even tried. For me, I had never had like hemp seeds and chia seeds. And there's so many things I could probably list, but I can't think of anything right now because I've been eating this way for so long that it feels so normal. But I hadn't tried a lot of different, like hearts of palm. I had never had that. I had never had dates before, and now I love dates so much. I don't think I had ever even had almond butter. Like, there's so many different fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, legumes out there that I had never had before going vegan, and now my diet is so full of these healthy, varied foods, whereas before I thought I was getting everything I needed from, like, four dead animal products and some animal secretions. So... If you focus on all of the new things that you're adding into your diet, all of the colorful foods and all of the nourishing nourishing things that you're adding to your diet instead of what you're taking away, it can change your mindset around it and make it a lot easier and more fun for you. So just try to nourish your body with healthy whole foods most of the time. Yes, vegan ice cream and burgers and all that stuff is a thing, especially if you're a new vegan. Treating yourself feels nice, but focusing on healthy whole foods is going to be what makes your body feel the best. So ultimately, try to add as many of those in as possible and don't worry so much about the things that you can't have because that's just going to bum you out and it's so much more exciting and fun to experiment with cooking new fruits, new vegetables. Well, I guess you don't. Well, yeah, you cook fruit sometimes. (laughs) New fruits, new vegetables, all the stuff that I mentioned before. There's so much out there. So get excited about that because, oh, I just feel like I was missing out so much before and I love cooking so much more now and I love eating so much more now and it's just, it's so much more fun. So focus on adding to your diet, not taking away from it. Okay, so like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, Osea Malibu is this episode's sponsor and if you've been listening to this podcast for a little bit, then you'll know that I absolutely love their products so very much. Their skincare products, I use the ones for my face, but they have a wide variety of skincare products and everything from them is just so nourishing and purifying and firming and glowing. All of my blemishes have been minimized. My breakouts have been reduced. It's essentially like a skin superfood. It really made my skin look so much better. Osea really has changed my life. Like I didn't realize that using nicer skin products would actually make a difference. And once I tried their products, which also are vegan, cruelty-free, eco-friendly, they come in like glass packaging and it's just really nice. It makes a difference. I had no idea. And I'm so happy that I finally tried something like Osea because I just feel so much more confident in my daily life not having like breakouts all over my chin. That's where they would be for me. And once I tried this stuff, it made such a huge difference in my life. And I have friends and family who have tried it too, and they say the exact same thing. It's amazing. They use this awesome bioavailable seaweed in their products. It is life-changing. Everything is non-toxic. Eco-responsible sourcing is how they go about getting their ingredients. I'm telling you guys, if you're looking for some vegan skincare products, especially if you're a new vegan, this is 
the best of the best. I would highly recommend checking out any of their products. And Osea was kind enough to give my listeners a little discount. So if you're interested in trying any of their products, like I said, go check out their website. They have so much stuff. Then you can click on the link in the show notes and you will get $10 off your first purchase of $50 or more. If you click the link in the show notes, it's just going to take you right to their website and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. So they made it really, really easy for you. Or you can head there by typing in oseamalibu.com. It's O-S-E-A malibu.com forward slash how to vegan. And that will take you to the same kind of discount code page as well. Okay. So the next recommendation that I have for you is to add legumes slowly to your diet. You might experience some indigestion or gas at first, especially if you're not used to eating legumes like beans and things like that, but your body will get used to it. It takes time to get used to it. And I would recommend adding these in slowly. So like if you've never really eaten beans of any kind and you're wanting to add these in for protein instead of animal flesh that you used to eat, then I would just maybe add in like two tablespoons at a time and kind of see how your body feels and go from there. Starting with something smaller like lentils or peas instead of like chickpeas is another good kind of tip. So just be aware that if you transition or you're going to transition to a vegan diet and you just add in a bunch of beans, you might feel really bloated. You might have lots of gas, like you might be farting up a storm and you just might not feel that good. Like those digestion issues like that are just like not that fun to be dealing with. So it really takes your body some time to get used to like the extra volume of food that plant-based foods allow for. And it can just take your body some time to get used to the fiber and all of this new kind of food that you've been eating. So just keep that in mind. If you're experiencing anything like this, add legumes slowly. I didn't really experience this, but a lot of people do. A lot of people are like, I went vegan and like, oh my God, I can't stop farting or oh my God, I'm so bloated. And it can just be your body getting used to this new way of eating. So add legumes in slowly until you kind of know how your body's going to react to them. You also want to make sure that you're eating enough calories. Like I just kind of mentioned, plant-based food can often be higher in volume, so your portions can be bigger, but it's actually lower in calories, which for me, I love. I love eating food. Like I could eat, I eat so much food, like really big portions of food, but it's awesome because the amount of calories, especially if you're eating whole plant-based foods, then you can eat a lot more because they are lower in calories. So just make sure that you're aware of that. Listen to your hunger cues. If your body is saying that you're hungry and you normally don't eat for, you know, three more hours after that, you might want to have a snack or you might want to eat something. Let your body adjust to this new way of eating and know that you might need to eat more than you than you used to. And using something like Chronometer or MyFitnessPal or some, some way to track your nutrient intake and your activity intake can be really, really helpful. So you know how much you're actually eating and the calories that you're actually eating. I don't count my calories, but when I was first transitioning to this way of eating, it was really nice to know because I was underestimating how many calories I was getting because I was eating a lot of food. But once I kind of plugged it into chronometer, I was like, oh my God. I'm not getting enough calories at all. I need to be eating more food. And it can take your stomach some time to get used to the higher quantity of food as well. So if you're feeling like, you know, you're not getting enough food, but you're feeling super full, that's totally normal. Just work on kind of like stretching out your stomach a little bit. It kind of sounds weird, but that's kind of how it works. And just eating a little bit more volume at each meal 
And you can also work on eating like higher fat foods that have less volume, like nut butters and seeds and things like that. So just be aware that you need to make sure you're eating enough calories. Otherwise, you're not going to feel great and you're going to maybe have a headache and feel tired and you're going to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I did want to mention that because that is a huge thing that a lot of people join my group and say is like, I don't feel good. Like I have no energy. I have a headache. And people are like, are you sure you're eating enough calories? And they kind of explain what they're eating throughout the day. And it's like, that's probably not enough food for you. Maybe before when you incorporated animal products, which are higher in, you know, calories and saturated fat and all of that stuff, cholesterol, maybe you were getting enough calories, but you might need to up that now that you're eating a plant-based diet, especially if you're not eating a lot of processed foods, if you're focusing mostly on whole plant-based foods. So not things like, you know, the vegan substitutes and all of that. Just be aware that you might need to eat more than you are eating, especially as you transition. Another tip I have for you is to be adventurous. Your culinary horizons are going to expand so dramatically. Like I was kind of mentioning earlier, there's so much more you can eat now and it is so cool. You're going to try things you've never tried. Use this as a chance to step outside of your comfort zone. So if you're like, I don't like this. Well, maybe you'll like it now. Or if you think you don't like something, maybe you will if it's prepared a certain kind of way. So just use this as a chance to step outside of your comfort zone, which we all should be doing anyway as much as possible so that our comfort zone expands. So use this as a really good chance to kind of practice that and keep your meals fun and exciting. This is such a good time to just experiment, keep things light, keep things fun. If you make something you don't like, whatever, who cares? That happens to me all the time. Not all the time. I've gotten kind of used to what I like and don't like and how to cook and stuff. But when I first went vegan, I would like make something and be like, yeah, I'm so excited. And then I'd be like, that's fucking gross. Like, why would anybody eat that? Why is that a recipe out there? But then I just knew don't make that again. Don't make food like that again. How could I make this better? Keep it fun. Keep it exciting. Be adventurous. You're going to, you're going to have a blast with it. I promise. Kind of going along with that is to keep an open mind. I really encourage you to let go of any of the myths that you may have heard about veganism. Things like you need protein from meat to live. And when I say meat, I mean, again, like dead animal carcass. You need calcium from cow's milk to live. Going vegan is difficult. Going vegan is expensive. Like let go of those myths because all of those are either false or they can be completely worked through. And just keep an open mind. It's so important to just go into this not having expectations and not thinking these negative thoughts about this. Keep your why in mind again and just let go of that stuff. Ask questions, find support when you need to, educate yourself, and you'll see that those myths really are not true. They're myths. And keeping an open mind can be so helpful throughout this journey. Another huge tip that I have for you is to be compassionate with yourself. Remember that you don't have to be perfect This is not about perfection. This is about doing the best that you can to create a better world for yourself and those around you and the animals and the planet. Veganism really begins with an intention to live a certain way, to leave certain kinds of impact on the world. And that intention isn't defined by whether or not it comes easily to you right away. So if you're starting out doing this and you feel like I'm not doing this right or this is this isn't working, just have compassion with yourself. So if you're doing this for the animals and you have the compassion for them, turn that back on yourself and love yourself just as much. Don't worry too much about what others think about you and your new choices. If you mess up, 
don't stress about it. Forgive yourself for your mistakes, learn from them and move on. I have so many people ask me, oh my God, I've been vegan for a week and I just realized that I ate something that had milk in it and I feel so bad. Like, am I not vegan anymore? What do I do? I always say, just recognize what happened, forgive yourself, learn from that, move forward and let it go. What's in the past is in the past. Your intention is still there and it doesn't matter. That happens to everybody. That it really does. So stay positive, be compassionate with yourself, find that love for yourself. It's not about being perfect. It's about doing what feels best for you as long as you have the goal of creating a better life for you and the animals, the planet, the environment, whatever whatever your why is. Keep that in mind and just love yourself. Be compassionate. Just don't, don't stress too much about these little hiccups that are definitely going to come along in your journey. Be compassionate with yourself. I can't say it enough because I see this so many times. I see people just hating on themselves or bashing themselves for not doing it the right way. There is no right way. The right way is the way that feels best for you. So just love yourself no matter what. The next tip that I have for you is to plan your meals in advance and maybe try meal prepping a little bit. Meal prepping at the beginning of the week has been so helpful for me. Do I do it every week? No, but on the weeks that I don't, it is not ideal. It's so much better when I do some meal prepping. Meal planning and meal prepping can really help you save time. It can help you save money and you usually end up being healthier too because you don't just say, I don't have nothing to eat. I'm super hungry right now. I'm just going to go get some food out or I'm just going to go grab some food to go or whatever. So I would recommend making a little calendar or just writing a list of the meals you want to have that week. Take a couple of hours, a specific day during the week. Maybe it's Sunday, maybe it's on Tuesday, maybe it's on Tuesday and Thursday, whatever works best for your schedule. Try to plan that out. Go grab your groceries and make a couple of meals in advance. So say maybe you want to make a curry that week, make your rice, make your curry, make big portions of it, pop it in your fridge. That way when you're hungry, you have something to eat and you don't have to worry about making something from scratch that's healthy. When you get your vegetables home from the grocery store, maybe chop up your celery, chop up your carrots so that you have some quick snacks on hand. Maybe you want to make hummus from scratch. When you get home from the grocery store, make the hummus or else it's just the chickpeas are just going to sit there. The lemon's just going to sit there. The tahini's just going to sit there because as your week goes on, you're going to get wrapped up in your busy schedule and A, you're not going to have food to eat and B, you're going to be pissed that you don't have food to eat because you're going to be hungry and wanting to eat something healthy. So try planning your meals in advance. Try doing some meal prepping. It does take a little bit of time out of your day when you're doing it, but it's going to save you so much time during the week. Like this week, I meal prepped burrito bowl stuff. I have a YouTube recipe video on my favorite burrito bowl. So I just prep everything at the beginning of the week. It's all in Tupperwares in my fridge. I just pop it together and I have this healthy, delicious burrito bowl that I absolutely love and that I legit would not make like in the middle of the week because I'm just too busy. So I really recommend testing out some meal prepping and there's lots of YouTube videos on this. So if you're interested in learning more about how to meal prep, you can definitely do a little quick YouTube search and get some ideas on how to make it work best for you. The next thing I recommend is to know what supplements you might want to be taking. You might want to consider getting your blood work done before you go vegan. And then again, like six to 12 months after you've been vegan, if you've already transitioned to veganism, I'd recommend maybe, yeah, like six to 12 months after you've 
went vegan to go get your blood tested. My parents really encouraged me to do this after I had been vegan for a while because they were like, we're just worried that you're not getting everything you need. And then it came back and my doctor was like, you're so healthy. What are you doing? You're completely fine. Your blood works fine. And a lot of that has to, well, not a lot of it. A lot of it has to do with what I'm eating. I eat really healthy as much as possible, but I also make sure that I take a B12 supplement and a vitamin D3 supplement sourced from vegan sources. And those are really, really important, not just for vegans and vegetarians, but for the population as a whole. So those are two that I definitely recommend taking for sure. And then if you have other ones that you feel like you might need as well, maybe omega-3s, maybe iron, anything else like that, get your blood work done. It'll kind of tell you where you're at. And again, using like a nutrition tracker like chronometer can really help you see what you're getting enough of in your daily diet. So maybe pick a day a week to kind of track your nutrition intake. And then you can kind of see, oh my God, I'm really low in calcium. I need to be eating more food that is high in calcium, or I need to eat more food high in iron or whatever it is. So be aware that there are some supplements you might want to be taking, especially B12 and D3. And getting your blood work done as a backup will really just give you like peace of mind and it will bring about awareness to what you might need to add in. Or maybe you're way too high in a specific supplement and you don't need to be taking like a multivitamin every day. And you can narrow it down to just a few to make sure that you're even on all aspects so that your body is working at its optimum performance level. And I have an episode all about the supplements I take as a vegan and I would highly recommend giving that a listen if you haven't yet. Something that has helped me so much and that it took me a little bit of time to learn is that you should carry healthy snacks with you. So if you find yourself in a situation where there isn't any vegan food available, you'll have something to eat if you're hungry. This has helped me so much. Like I usually bring like a little like Lara bar or maybe some like dates and almonds and some maybe like trail mix or whatever, just so that if I am somewhere where there's nothing to eat and I am super hungry, I have something to eat. I get hungry pretty quickly, especially now that I'm pregnant. Like if I don't have a snack on me and I get hungry, it is like I have to eat right now. Like I have to stop somewhere. Like the other day I stopped somewhere and got like a loaf of bread and some hummus and I just ate like so much of it because I was so hungry. And that was the last day that I didn't bring a snack with me. Now I always do. And I usually end up eating it, especially if I'm out and about. But some of my favorite things you got to have would be like trail mix. So maybe some mixed nuts and some vegan chocolate chips, dates and almonds, some fruit. So like apples, oranges, there's all different kinds of energy bars out there, or just like healthy kind of like bars, granola bar type things. You can make your own. You can have some granola on hand just to kind of like munch on. Just be aware that you might be stuck somewhere. Maybe you're at the airport or you go to a restaurant where there's literally like nothing, which hardly ever happens, but maybe you're at a coffee shop and they don't have anything, just have a snack with you so that you don't feel like, oh, why am I doing this? I'm so hungry and I just don't want to do this anymore because there's never anything I can eat. It's really easy to carry that kind of stuff with you and that way you won't run into that issue, which has happened to me and it's like not fun. I hate feeling hungry and not having any options to eat. So bring a snack with you. Something else that's really important is to know that you might go into some sort of like a detox slash withdrawal mode. Again, every person is totally different. Some people go through this and some people don't. It can last anywhere from like a week for some people, maybe even just a few days for people to get over this. Sometimes 30 days, sometimes even a little bit more than that, where people just like 
say that they don't feel good. Your body is really getting rid of all of the toxins and icky shit that it kind of built up over time from eating dead animals and their secretions and maybe processed food if you're transitioning from eating less you know, or more processed foods to now eating less processed foods. It's going to take your body a little bit of time to kind of get that stuff out and to get used to this new way of eating. So this can feel like shit for a lot of people. Again, like headache or constipation sometimes or the opposite like diarrhea, bloating, tiredness, all sorts of symptoms. Again, it's different for everyone. Some people feel this a lot and some people are like, what are you talking about? That's not a thing. This is a question that gets asked a lot in my Facebook group. Like, I don't feel good. It's been a couple days. What's going on? And it's, this is what's going on. So be aware that keeping your why in mind again is so important and just saying like, this is going to be worth it. I know why I'm doing this. And there are some things that you can do to also help make sure you're drinking lots of water, eat nourishing foods. Be careful again about like your legume intake and maybe your fiber intake that can really be a huge difference when going from animal products, which have no fiber, to plant-based foods, which have a lot of fiber. So that can also be affecting things. Try to exercise if possible, even if you're just going on a walk. That can be really, really helpful to get your body kind of like moving and just be patient. Just be aware that this might be happening for you, might not be happening for other people, and that you just need to be patient. Keep your why in mind and know that it will stop. Like this isn't going to last forever. It will stop. You will get over it. And as long as you're eating nourishing foods, giving your body the nutrition that it needs, drinking enough water, you will, your body will get used to it and you will get over this kind of like detox hump, withdrawal mode hump, because it doesn't feel good. But if your why is strong enough, then it will be totally worth it. Okay. And the last tip that I have for you is to please don't give up. You got this. Like I keep saying like a million trillion times in this episode, keep your why in mind and stick with it. It can really take a while for new habits to set in. Remember, you've been eating this way your whole damn life. So reprogram your body, your mind, your soul might take a little while and that's totally normal. That's totally okay. Don't give up. Like you got this. Find support listen to this episode again, listen to my other episodes, feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions, join my Facebook group, ask questions there, find support, gather inspiration, all of that stuff. It is just, if this is important to you, it's important to you for a reason. If you were drawn into this lifestyle, you were drawn here for a reason. If your why is is so impactful and so present in your everyday awareness, then don't give up. You got this, I promise. Like, you're going to feel like you might want to give up sometimes. Like that's, it's just a thing. Anytime we're starting something new, resistance comes up and being like, fuck this shit. Why am I doing this? I don't want to do this anymore. Like I'm just going to go back to how it was before because I felt better. It was easier. I could eat whatever at parties and social gatherings and restaurants. And like, it was so much better. Life was so much better and easier. I'm done with this shit. Just don't give up. Like you got this. I promise. Like just keep going and it's going to be worth it. And then once you, once you've been doing it for a little bit, I promise you're going to be like, oh my God, this was the best decision I have ever made. I feel so good. My morals and actions are aligned. My beliefs are in line with my life and I just feel so good and I'm making a difference. That's a huge positive benefit is knowing that you're making a positive difference in this world, especially at a time where we need more people that are being less selfish and doing more positive for the 
world as a whole and for the community and the people at large so that we're all doing something to spread this positive vibe, raise the vibration of this planet and to start getting us out of some of this negative shit that's going on so that we can really start to transform everything that's going on into something positive, into a better vibration for everybody. So don't give up. If you need anything, reach out, ask me, find support. You got this, I promise. So those were all my tips for you. That is my beginner's guide to going vegan. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it was full of just so much inspiration and helpful tips for you. I hope you took away some awesome little nuggets of wisdom for yourself and maybe to share with other people. I really, I really hope that this was something that you found a lot of benefit in. If you still have any questions about anything super specific that maybe I didn't cover in full here, scroll through all of the How to Vegan podcast episodes and see if I've done a specific episode about that topic because I've done a lot of episodes catered to like new vegans or people wanting to go vegan. So scroll through those, see if there's anything that you could listen to that might be a little bit more helpful for you in that area. And if you still have questions, feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram at kristen.pound. Make sure you're following the podcast at How to Vegan Podcast. Both places are a great place to leave me feedback, to ask me questions. I love responding with little like voice messages. So if I don't get back to you right away. It's because I get a lot of those. So just give me some time. I will get back to you. I promise. As far as upcoming episodes go, I think the next episode is going to be mistakes new vegans make. I thought that was another one for possibly like the January beginning of the year time for all of those people doing veganuary or needing some kind of extra advice on how to transition. And I think the next episode after that is going to be the best vegan alternatives, like I mentioned earlier. So the best vegan ice cream and the best vegan burger and all of that stuff, sour cream, mayo, anything like that, kind of so that if you're new to this or if you've been vegan for a while and you want my input on my favorite vegan alternatives, then that's where you can find that information. So I think those will be my next two episodes coming up. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to take a screenshot of you listening to this episode on whatever podcast listening platform that you listen to the podcast on and share them on your Instagram account. I will definitely repost them. I love when you guys share these episodes with your followers. It really, really means a lot to me. Make sure to tag at Kristen Pound and at How to Vegan Podcast so I can share them. Please make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast listening platform. Turn on your auto download so that you'll be able to listen to the new episodes no matter where you are. And if you're absolutely loving the podcast, which I really, really hope you are, please head on over to iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. Leave a rating, leave a review. It means so much to me. It helps more people see the podcast. You guys have been killing it lately on doing this. Like, I love you guys so much. The reviews and the ratings have just been pouring in at a quicker rate than usual. So thank you so much to those of you who are leaving ratings and reviews on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me. And don't forget to share this episode with any of your peeps who might be interested in this information. Go ahead, share that vegan love. It feels good. That ripple effect is so real. For the full show notes, including links to everything I mentioned in each episode, head to my website, kristenpound.com and click on the podcast tab or you can just head straight there by typing in www.kristenpound.com forward slash podcast. And it's K-R-I-S-T-E-N, not I-N for those of you who are wondering. If you have any ideas for an episode, please let me know. I would love to hear from you. I have a pretty massive ass list of podcast episodes that I want to get to. And again, I don't know how consistent I'm going to be this year with everything going on with 
baby coming and all of that stuff. So if you have an idea, please still let me know. I will add it to my list. It might be a while till I get to it, but I love hearing your episode ideas. So please reach out and let me know either way. Like I keep saying, feel free to send me a DM with any questions that you might have. I love connecting with you guys there. And thanks again to Osea Malibu for sponsoring this episode. Again, click the link in the show notes and you'll get $10 off your first purchase of $50. Amazing skincare products, amazing people, amazing company. Highly, highly, highly recommend if you're looking for some awesome vegan skincare, cruelty-free, non-toxic the shit. They're amazing. So click on the link in the show notes and you will get your little discount applied. And thanks to you guys so much for listening. I love you guys so much. Y'all are seriously my favorite people. I just love my podcast listeners. There's just something special about you guys. I connect with you guys so much and I'm just so happy that we spend this time together. So thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I will just catch you guys in the next episode of the How to Vegan podcast. Peace.